the Christ candle. This setter candle is the Christ candle and is the focus of our attention. May our hearts be aware of Jesus, both in his humanity and in, in his divinity, as we look to this child who is born to us, as we look to the miraculous birth of our Lord. Nevertheless, there will be no more gloom for those who are in distress. In the past, he humbled the land of Zebulun and the land of Naphtali. But in the future, he will honor Galilee by the Gentiles, by the way of the sea along the Jordan. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of the shadow of death, a light has dawned. You have enlarged the nation and increased their joy. They rejoice before you as people rejoice at the harvest, as men rejoice when dividing the plunder. For as in the day of Midian's defeat, you have shattered the yoke that burdens them, the bar across their shoulders, the rod of their oppressor. Every warrior's boot used in battle and every garment rolled in blood will be destined for burning, will be fuel for the fire. For to us a child is born, to us a son is given, and the government will be on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace there will be no end. He will reign on David's throne and over his kingdom, establishing and upholding it with justice and righteousness from that time on and forever. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. Isaiah 9, verses 1 through 7. Let's bow our heads and pray. Heavenly Father, let this child who is born to us be our hope and our joy and our peace and our salvation. May Jesus be ever-present within our hearts and within our minds. Amen. How many of you have ever heard of the cult of fig leaves? No? None of you? Well, it is the oldest and the most common cult in existence. In fact, every other false religion can trace its origin to the cult of fig leaves. For the, for the premise of this cult is that man has the power within himself to earn salvation. That, that he can figure out a way to, to cover over his sins and be found worthy once again. We read about this call and its founding members, members in the book of Genesis. Look at, look at Genesis 3, verses 6 and 7. When the woman saw that the fruit of the tree was good for food and pleasing to the eye and also desirable for gaining wisdom, she took some and ate it. She also gave some to her husband who was, who was with her, and he ate it. Then the eyes of both of them were opened, and they realized that they were naked. And so they sewed fig leaves together and made coverings for themselves. One of the outcomes of the fall is that we have become a people who think that we can save ourselves. We, we think that we don't need any help from our Creator. That we can just sew these fig leaves together and cover over our shame. 
But over the years, these, these fig leaves have changed. We, we have come up with numerous plans and countless schemes trying to, trying to save ourselves. In essence, we have become religious. Religious in the sense that, that we follow a set of rules, a set of guidelines, thinking that if we can, if we can become good enough, then we will be acceptable once more. Think of the Pharisees of Jesus' day who, who, who followed rule after, after rule, believing that if they, could, if they could build this wall around the commands of God, then they would be able to fulfill God's commands and be blameless. Of course, in our world today, with so many who have left the teachings of God's Word, people have had to turn to new forms of religion, new ways to, to cover over their sins and, and try to save themselves. Some have turned to psychology. They, they try to map out their problems and then, and then attempt to rewrite their, their, rewire their brains in, in an effort to become normal, whatever normal is. Others turn to education. They think that the more they read and the more they study, then, then the smarter they will become and eventually all their troubles will just go away. They believe that their, that their intellect will be the solve to their wounds. Of course, there are many who, who make politics their God. They think that salvation can come through the right leadership or the right policies. And then there are those who are driven by success and wealth. If they can just make a name for themselves and then, and then load up on their investments, then they will finally find rest for their souls and, and be at peace. And one of the newest trends, one of the hottest religions is, is the cult of intersectionality. In this cult, you are, you are taught that if you can only figure out who you truly are, your, your true identity and how you have been oppressed because of that identity, then you will be able to claim power over that oppression and find purpose in your life. But not only will you find power, but you will be able to claim yourself as, as good within that identity, whatever it may be. And the reason you are good is because your identity means that you are the victim and not the perpetrator. And it is this victim mentality that, that, that will cover over your sins. In a way, intersectionality is the newest fashion trend in the cult of fig leaves. All these things, along with many other religions, are, are man's attempts of finding salvation in their own strength. And yet they all fall short. For none of these things can make a person right with God. None of them have the power to take away your sins. This Advent season, we have been looking at the four names of this child who was born to us. We saw him first as our wonderful counselor. This one who possesses an unending wisdom. A wisdom that speaks truth and gives guidance to those in need. And it, and it is through this wisdom that this wonderful counselor brings us hope through his plan of salvation. And his plan was this, that he would become a man and defeat our enemies for us. And we saw that he was fully capable of pulling this off because he is also our mighty God. 
that champion warrior, victorious in battle. He is none other than Yahweh himself. And by defeating our enemies, he has expanded his kingdom, bringing great joy to his people. And we discovered as well that this child would be loved and honored by his people. For he is the everlasting father. The one who gives them eternal compassion and unending love. And then finally we saw that this son who was given to us is also the prince of peace. He is the very one who ended the conflict between God and man. And he did so by taking upon himself our punishment and by giving to his people new hearts. Hearts that long for and find fulfillment in him. But why a child? Why a son? Why did God become a man? Again, we have to turn to Genesis where we find God's answer to this cult of fig leaves. Look at Genesis 3, verses 14 and 15. So the Lord God said to the serpent, Because you have done this, cursed are you above all the livestock and all the wild animals. You will crawl on your belly, and you will eat dust all the days of your life. I will put enmity between you and the woman, between your offspring and hers. He will crush your head, and you will strike his heel. It is in this last portion of God's curse upon the serpent where we see the first glimmer of hope, where we see the promise of this offspring of the woman, of this one who will become a champion for us. For he will wage a war against the serpent, eventually crushing his head. But in the process, that serpent will strike his heel. In other words, the, this offspring of the woman would give his life to rescue us. This son that Eve so longed for is now prophesied by Isaiah. He is this child who was born to us. This son who is given. He is the wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father, and prince of peace. He is none other than our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. The very one who would die for our sins and then rise from the dead three days later. God became a man in order to rescue his people. And it had to be this way. For man in his own strength is too weak, too self-consumed. For every attempt that he makes, makes at trying to rescue himself, it becomes tainted and falls vastly short. Listen, the, 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 the cult of the fig leaves is exactly what it sounds like. For it is nothing more than a, than a temporary covering over an eternal shame. The only solution must come from God himself. Let's look back at Isaiah. Let's look at the last sentence of the prophecy we read. Look at the end of verse 7. The zeal of the Lord Almighty will accomplish this. You 
see, the, the solution to man's problem cannot be brought about by mere human effort. You cannot gather enough fig leaves to cover over your sins. No. God must come and rescue you. For only He, as your wonderful counselor, has the wisdom to do so. Only He, as, as your mighty God, has the strength to defeat your enemies. Only He, as your everlasting Father, can bring you His compassionate mercy as He forgives your sins. And only He, as your Prince of Peace, has the ability to end the war between you and God as He changes you from within by giving you a new heart. Dear friends, it is only through this child who was born to us that you can find true salvation. Maybe you didn't maybe you notice this coming in, but on the back of your bulletins, there's this little picture here. It's a piece of art entitled, Mary Consoles Eve. It was painted by a nun named Grace Remington. And it captures both the, the shame that we have as sinful humans and the joy that comes through Jesus as he removes our guilt. Though Eve is dismayed, Mary direct, is able to direct her gaze to the child within her womb. And it is through this son, this, this offspring of the woman, that that serpent of old would be crushed. No longer does Eve need to blush. No longer does she need to gather the fig leaves. For, for what has been plaguing her her whole life has been defeated. And her dignity has been restored. This Christmas, I ask one thing of you. Stop trying to save yourself by collecting fig leaves. Rather, put your trust in Jesus Christ, the only one who can truly accomplish what is needed. For to us, a child is born. To us, a son is given. And he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. Let us pray. Father, you are far more gracious than we deserve. We could have easily been left to ourselves, to our own devices. You could have left us to struggle as we tread water in the, in the ocean of our own sins. You could have left us to our, our vain attempts at trying to win our way back into your favor. But that's not what you did. Instead, you, you sent to us your son, this wonderful counselor, this mighty God, this everlasting father and this prince of peace. And it was out of his zeal that, that he accomplished such a powerful, powerful salvation. And we are the beneficiaries. We ask now that, that our Christmas would be focused upon him. 
and all that He did for us. May it be about this child who was born to us, this son who was given. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.